Aloha, and welcome back. This is Sol, your host for Pay Radio. I'm delighted that you're back with us. For those who have been following Team Clarity for almost a year now, we're on our top 10 countdown. This is class number 44. If you've missed any of Team Clarity's prior shows, please come out to bit.ly forward slash pay radio. Again, bit.ly forward slash pay radio. Get up to speed with what these amazing women have been doing for the past year. Now, let me introduce you to Christina Irvin, Team Clarity's team captain. Hello and welcome from beautiful Northeast Tennessee. This is Christina Irvin. Now I cannot stop this overwhelming passion and love for myself. I can't stop it from rolling out and giving it to the next person, whether I know them or not, whether we share blood and DNA. And that's that, you know, that's that agape kind of love that can change this world. And here's the rest of the team. Hi, this is Marcia Sertino and I'm in Boston, Massachusetts. I'm discovering who I am and what my feelings are and what my thoughts are about things. The perspectives I have, I'm just discovering that some of my perspectives have clearly changed since I've been on this journey. Hello, this is Chelsea Wells from the mountains of Tennessee. I think with painting what I'm worth, I'm able to recognize the root causes better because I can pinpoint it pretty quickly. I hope we've given you enough time to grab a pad of paper and a pen to take notes. Our class starts now. Well, what can I say? You've been on a hell of a roller coaster ride, and this last chapter, I think, has taken you for some twists and turns you didn't expect, eh? <laughs> it sure has. It sure has. Makes even deeper thinking going on. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. The Cosmic Roto-Rooter is at work. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, what's going on? What's happening? Just looking at the concept of manipulation, thankfulness, and gratitude, I start looking at myself going, do I do that? Is mine genuinely gratitude, or am I manipulating? And it, it makes you question yourself, for sure. Uh-huh. In a good way. Uh-huh. Well, I find it interesting just another one of those crumbles of awareness that we've been building on. So many things, like when we started this, was birthed out of what we've been taught as children and, and goes get passed on generation to generation all around the world. And this is just another layer of those things that we just do. Uh, someone sneezing and you say, God bless you, or someone doing something for you and you say, thanks, but there's really not that feeling that, oh, I don't think that person really feel thankful gratitude for something or just that kind of notion of the things that we just do just because it's socially demanded and the irony of what's socially demanded <laughs> and what isn't socially demanded is what kind of popped in my head. Well, you're picking up on a little seed that I want to explore a little deeper and we've talked about this numerous times in our journey. Anybody want to take a crack at literally the source of how manipulation gets passed off as gratitude. I'll kick that little memory jogger off with, in most of our Western culture from an early age, especially driven by dogma, normally flavored with religion, we are taught it is better to... Give than to receive. Isn't that the crux of it? Yeah. Yeah. 
when we really unpack the cancerous nature of that ingrained belief, often ingrained at an age where we're not really capable of critical thinking yet, right? Right. One of the areas of pay me what I'm worth that you all have been thrown for a loop for was the initial ground rules, right? Yes. I mean, I came out yeah. with a pretty heavy hitter right off the very beginning, didn't I? <laughs> yes, you did. And most of you brush it off as, yeah, whatever. I mean, duh. Why would we want to feel doubt, guilt, shame, and worry, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So in exercise 31, lessons learned is wisdom earned. What wisdom have you earned from your sticking to the ground rules? So the first one is that it's easier said than done. Ground rules. <laughs> <laughs> That is the truth for sure, yes. I get an amen on that? Yes, hallelujah. Deceptively simple. Hmm. I've gone through some experiences that I've never experienced before in any other program, and it's like, whoa, the realization that it's something really is waking up deep down inside of me, that's been very awesome. And some of the experiences that I'm going through just with students alone has been very profound for me. Sometimes there's just, I don't have the words, and I'm thinking to myself, how do I explain this experience? How do I put it into words so I can relate it to my growth? It's just it's unexplainable at times. <laughs> Marcia, you have captured the bane of this program. It is hard to put into words. Chelsea, when you stop and think about the core shifting you've experienced over the last 11 months, and when you go to try to explain that to somebody else, more often than not, the person hearing you is like, well, that's nice for you, and that's good, and there's probably a high dose of skepticism lurking in the background. It's like, what Kool-Aid have you been drinking, right? <laughs> yes. And like Marcia said, there are times that I find it difficult to put into words how deep this process goes. When I'm trying to explain it to someone, yeah, they look at me like a, a deer in the headlight, like, what? <laughs> and you know what's funny is it's easier to recognize people that you know would benefit so much from the journey. It's like becoming more educated in psychiatric illnesses and going, mm-hmm, yep, your borderline personality, hysteronic. <laughs> it makes it easier to pin them down. Yeah, or walking around whipping out the, instead of whipping out the DSM-5, we're just walking around whipping out the, mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's chapter two. That's <laughs> <laughs> right, chapter five. <laughs> They are choosing, especially some of the people I work with, good Lord, and I'll think, oh, they are choosing to allow this to make them act crazy. And I have to turn that mirror back on myself on many occasions. <laughs> <laughs> but the good thing is that I'm able to turn that mirror around much quicker and go, okay, Chelsea, why is this upsetting you? Why are you behaving this way? Get a grip. And I start looking at things from a different perspective. 
So is part of the wisdom earned an awareness that the dirty little secret, again, after I slap you upside the head with a deceptively simple concept of no more doubt, guilt, shame, and worry, I predicate your get-out-of-jail-free card on the notion that you can live a life free of doubt, guilt, shame, and worry by this dirty little secret. And that dirty little secret, the word begins with C for choice. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's rattled your cages, all of you, at some point when you've woken up and gone, I chose to do that. Exactly. What up? <laughs> yeah. I, I've had that epiphany many times. <laughs> oh, and another lesson of the book for me has been my level of awareness in any given moment. So... Yeah, there's that, oh, I chose to do that. And then there's also the whole awareness of sometimes I don't like choices. I don't like choices. <laughs> you think you want choices, but then when all the choices suck, you really don't want a choice. <laughs> no. <laughs> One of the other values that I've learned from this experience is the beauty of exploration. I've always been a person, and Chelsea can tell you, even before we started this process, mindless conversation bores the heck out of me. People who don't seem to have depth bore the heck out of me. Situations that have no depth bores the heck out of me, and I t- which all contributed to me deciding to be a hermit, which probably wasn't the best choice either, but still, <laughs> I digress. I say all this to say <laughs> that the validation of my responsibility to explore and keep going deep. Like, it's okay that I'm that square peg that always wants death. I would much rather choose between suck, suckier, and suckiest than advocate death. That was deep. <laughs> well that put. Really good. Well put. It seems that looking at choice and going through this journey has helped me see just how deeply rooted things you're taught, saying, God bless you, someone sneezes. There's so much deep down inside of us that we're taught this is the way it should be. Do not question it. If your parents were Baptist, you're supposed to be Baptist. And when I started questioning everything, it's amazing how those deep-rooted things can be. As growing up, you never wore a pair of pants to a funeral home. You just didn't do it. It was disrespectful. In my 20s, late 20s, still thinking, oh, I can't do that. That's disrespectful. And then finally realizing, what does it matter? What you wear, as long as you go, if you feel the need to go to pay respects. So it's amazing how many things that I've come to understand better and deeper. I needed to question a lot of stuff, a lot. Chelsea, is it fair to say that as you're getting in touch with the power of exploring, the concept of compassion is exploding inside you? Oh, my goodness, yes. Yes. And, of course, with the work I do, especially with my hospice patients, recently there's been just a a mass exodus. We sit in meetings with a family one day, and they are young. The patient, he's 56 years old. I'm 55, and to listen to them and know that within a short period of time, he is going to die. 
the gratitude I felt for my life, the deep love I felt and blessings I felt for my life. I was almost emotionally wanting to just explode and say, I'm so blessed. It was amazing. It's given me a deeper meaning and a a deeper understanding working with hospice for sure, even deeper than I already had. So how would you change hospice training based on what you've experienced? I would absolutely have classes if you're going for a structured training for how to work with hospice patients and families. Even a mini pay me what I'm worth about being genuinely grateful and genuinely thankful for your blessings and how it will affect how you treat others in that moment. And these more gratitude training, not just the technical what to say and not to say, but it's much deeper than that. So with that thought in mind, Chelsea, can you now from a teacher's hat viewpoint see how every chapter of Pay Me What I'm Worth has led you to a space I can finally feel genuine gratitude. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Safe to say those feelings now form literally an infinite energy source to tap into to move forward. Did that make any sense? It did. And one of the concepts that I've really stuck to is that I'm a bridge walker. I used to call myself a gatekeeper. I'm not only at the gatekeeping, I am walking people across that bridge. I love metaphors. And it's such a visual that the work is much deeper than that, much deeper than to stand at the gate, guarding the gate. Many would say, Chelsea, you're getting into your Christ consciousness. Absolutely. My sacred space. So if you told an average stranger on the street, you held up the book in front of them, pay me what I'm worth, and you told them this will help you gain Christ consciousness. Again, they would say, whose Kool-Aid are you drinking? (laughs) I bring this up because part of the growth of pay me what I'm worth is seated and grounded in an awareness that this is a very slow build. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Everything sure. builds on top of the other. I've I have per- to admit, it doesn't start, for me anyway, it didn't start really coming together until three-quarters of the way through, and then it was like, oh, yeah, I see where all them posted made sense. <laughs> <laughs> I, Up to I, that point, I was like, I would, I'm just don't even get why I'm doing this. <laughs> I have to say that when you say slow build, I wake up one day feeling like an explosion happened. That doesn't feel like a slow build to me. (laughs) (laughs) Got him! (laughs) It like hit me square in the face. (laughs) Then it starts building again (laughs) until the next explosion. (laughs) Well, if you've noticed in my teaching style, true, Christina is the co-pilot for Team Clarity. About that two-thirds point through, I recognize that Christina is so busy rewiring that there is so much structural change happening that for me to 
hold Christina to her co-captaining duties would be counterproductive. Did you all catch that? Mm-hmm. Yes, I did. I did. As teachers of pay me what I'm worth, the more advanced training that gratitude provides me is to remember what it was like when I went through these exercises for the first time. What I felt for the first time, the second time, the third time, the fourth time, the tenth time. I do go through these exercises myself. And so when I remember, holy crap, what a train wreck I was after I went through chapter three. I got to remember that there could be the potential that when people go through this for the first time, they might experience a train wreck. And as a teacher who has now taught hundreds of these classes, it's very easy for me to jump into that level of, why don't you get this? Definitely a process. We had talked before about how we felt when we knew it was going to be like a year. And it's like, really, a year? Good God Almighty. But it is. It builds on itself and tears down walls so slowly over that year. And then there are explosions along the way, as Marcia said. (laughs) (laughs) That it absolutely is just wonderful. So now you're beginning to get a sense of why I say you might as well dive into this as a teacher cold. Every experience is going to be different. There's zero way I can train another person to experience a group of other beings coming into this process with their own unique sets of fears and doubts and guilts and shames and worries. So part of the lessons learned, as we get into exercise 32, where I'm asking you to more or less revisit exercise 30, what was going on when you did exercise 32? Did you think, done that, been there, next? I think this is consistent with the theme of the call in the course, is that it just went a little deeper, brought out being able to call on the, the tools to navigate our daily lives. So, Christine, if I'm hearing you correctly, you're becoming more aware that as you clean another layer off the window and more light is beginning to shine in, it shines lights on things that you went, oh, look at that. (laughs) (laughs) And some things are more like, oh, really? I didn't even. I've literally said to myself (laughs) in a moment, and I think I even did it to Chelsea the other night, and I was like, Hashtag Yahari window. <laughs> uh-huh. It's been very interesting, the things that I had become so blind to within myself. And things that literally, when I think back on it, have been there my entire life that I never knew I had. <laughs> or I never knew I felt. They just pop up in a very interesting moment, mostly they're always the most untimely moments, too. <laughs> I realized in the moment of a very heated discussion with, with my mom not too long ago, I've had such a need for validation of being heard, not validation of agreement or you're right, I'm wrong, but just validation that I've doggone it have a voice. I've Periodically, I have had moments where I've been aware 
that, for example, if I'm in a heated discussion with someone or let's just call it a thing a thing, if I'm in an argument with you and you turn your back and walk away from me, I go to a level of anger that just, it's, it's almost blinding out of nowhere. <laughs> but it took a heated discussion with my mom recently for me to really pay attention to the fact that I just want the validation of being heard. It doesn't matter if I'm right or if I'm wrong, but I just want acknowledgement that you hear me, that my feelings matter enough that you at least hear me. So that has made me in turn be more conscious of at least validating someone else when I completely disagree with them that I hear you. Does that make sense? It makes sense such that when you say to someone, I hear you, and they are missing the feeling of validation through you agree with them. Just because they know you know that they know you don't agree with them, yet they can say, I still hear you, that's the level you want to be at. Mm -hmm. Most people, what I'm learning in this journey, is unless I agree with them, unless I validate them, unless I tell them, yes, you're a good, sound person, they need that in order to feel heard. And that is a great point because that goes back to the previous couple of weeks lesson for me that everybody has their own level of understanding and mixing up, like we were talking about, mixing morals and ethics, you know. <laughs> but I've been more equipped to have that conversation because I can now say, I hear you, and I can even see from your perspective why you feel that way. And you can choose to do what you want with it, but I want you to know that I hear you, I understand your perspective. I still stand by my opinion, my feelings. And where I was before, I would try to have that conversation, but I wouldn't have that conversation in a loving tone. I would have the conversation, I would literally have the conversation much like I experienced as a child and what I learned through life, which was shut down. So therefore, if I feel shut down, I'm unwilling to participate in this conversation at all. Now, I can start the conversation with love, validating someone else's perspective, and then not shut down to participate in the conversation so that maybe we come to a compromise, maybe they come my way, maybe I go their way, but we both get to grow in having the conversation because I didn't come at you and shut you down. You just gave an excellent example of genuine gratitude. Absolutely. I've noticed that genuine gratitude allows the energy, allows the space for another person to just be. If it's manipulative energy, if it's ego-based manipulative energy, then I'm creating the space of battle, right? Right. Absolutely. Right. I don't know about you, but the older I get, the old saying of pick your battles wisely is becoming more and more of a profound statement. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I'm in battle. And it's gratitude that allows me to go, I can see the battle. I could probably win the battle. I could do a little happy Snoopy dance about winning the battle. But do I want to? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> perfect example of that was yesterday my father called me 
he and my mom and I had had a discussion a couple of weeks ago about things that are going on and something was on the news and my father's who has to be the first to spread all the news and everything. And <laughs> so he called me in essence to gloat because he felt like he was validated in what was coming on the news. Now, mind you, I knew probably 12, 24 hours before he saw it what was going on, but in the past, I would have felt the need to be like, yeah, I know, blah, blah, and continue to argue my point, which I still think is correct. But yesterday, it wasn't a chore for me to be like, yep, Pops, I feel you. Well, you don't say, and just kind of go on, right? And like it didn't even, in the past, I might have been able to muster that up, but it would have grunted my butt all day to have done so. <laughs> Yesterday I was able to do it, and I was like, now he gets to go to his base, mine a big, feel like he really got mm-hmm. one up on his water. Who, for my father, he holds me in high regard of having knowledge on stuff and, and being able to communicate. So in some ways that made him feel good, and it's okay, even if it didn't. It, didn't, it wasn't worth the argument, I guess is what I'm saying. Wow. Well, once again, if I were to say to Christina Irvin at the beginning of February 2015 that you're going to be in this space with your father in in less than a year. I'd have said no. (laughs) I wouldn't have been able to be in this space with anybody this time last year because I had too much pain, too much frustration, too much confusion. Too much overwhelm, all the too much. <laughs> all masked and supported by the hero, driven by the controller. Yeah. Wow. Part of the gratitude process that is the finer points of our journey together is when old records, old tapes, old scripts thinks it's got an entry point. It's like, ooh. You let your guard down. Ooh, this is perfect. The perfect storm has brewed, and I can reassert this unhealthy way of being, and it starts scratching at you. For me, gratitude will go, excuse me? What's going on here? (laughs) (laughs) And that little virus, that little creature, that little old script will go, shit. Damn it. (laughs) Because let's be real. Some of these scripts have been running all of your life. Yeah? Oh, yeah. So for me, genuine gratitude gives the script maker its gold watch. That is very, very profound right there. I'm just going through so many experiences that, like I said before, it's so unexplainable to put into words that you just have to be inside of me feeling it. (laughs) It's just the whirlwind and even the chaos that I come across sometimes, I'm like feeling so much more centered and so much more peaceful. Whereas in the past, I know the whirlwinds and chaos would have affected me so gravely. And so it's really difficult to really explain that kind of a feeling when all you can say is, 
I'm still peaceful through this. Thank you. I'm so grateful for it. Marsha, are you finding that your ability to just be peaceful without explanation is a profound impact on other people? Yes, I believe so, yes. It starts with me, but it's funny. It does ripple. That effect really does ripple onto other people. Yeah. That's an example of mastery. Wow. <laughs> I no longer live in Chelsea World all the time. Now, I still have times I go back and visit, but I don't stay. <laughs> Yeah, well, I know this, and, and because I know you so well, and you have tales, I know when you're doing it. <laughs> yeah, that's a little disconcerting. <laughs> so, Christina, has gratitude given you that permission that you can allow Chelsea to be Chelsea? <laughs> Absolutely. That's big growth for me. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, because not just with Chelsea, but anyone. I have to admit, being a serial learner and a serial positive growth person, when I'm experiencing something, I want everybody to have this growth and this profound shift and blah, 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 right? <laughs> yes, so I've certainly grown in that area of being uh, giving everyone else the grace that I want for myself, which is the space to experience something however I'm going to experience it. That sweet space, to me, is the secret sauce to the law of attraction. Most people get a bit mixed up with the law of attraction because they are too focused on cause and effect. They're too focused on, if I do this, then this should happen. And more often than not, the that this should happen is a very short time frame. So if I'm good to someone, someone should be good to me. Well... Yeah, okay. I want to expand that notion that being good to you could be a, a minute from now, a week from now, a year from now, a decade from now, a century from now. You don't know. It basically boils down to, on page 180, I offer you this notion. The benefits of this increased awareness of gratitude offers a rich and deep shift from a lack-based life to an abundance-based world. What do you think about that statement? So true. So, so true. I have come from a place where I thought I had faced my demons of my childhood and all the trauma and all the drama for years of my life, but I hadn't. I just kind of hid it away and convinced myself in Chelsea world that I had dealt with it. And now I can genuinely say I am grateful for the pain and the abuse and the trauma and the drama. I am grateful for my stepfather who abused me for years because all of that pain and trauma has brought me to the person I am now. And I can genuinely say I am grateful for that journey to be the person I am right now in this moment. I can genuinely, honestly say that. If everybody knew how much pain and trauma there had been, you would be like, wow. Because <laughs> I'm like, wow. I'm like, wow. 
it amazes me at times that it is so true. Is that gratitude rooted, Chelsea, in awareness that you now have the tools to end that violence before it begins? Yes. I now have the tools that when old memories pop up, and they still will, I have the tools to go, what did I learn either in that moment or what message and learning did I find later down the road? It's just amazing. So that tool stops the person who victimized you from victimizing you again through the act of conscious recall, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. It stops it in its tracks. And that can ripple out by helping other women mm-hmm. who have faced or are facing what you faced. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yes. That's huge. It's very huge. I do have a, a couple of ladies at work that have confided in me, and we routinely have discussions on it. And I know one of them at one time said, how do I get there? How do I stop letting what happened to me as a child keep so negatively affecting my life now? And all I can say is it's a journey. It's a definite rough road journey. But there are ways. Take me what I'm worth all kinds of other different tools, there are ways to get there. But it is something you have to see for yourself along your journey. I think you're now in a better space to appreciate the second quote that I used to open up Chapter 10. Feeling gratitude and not expressing it is like wrapping a present and not giving it. William Arthur Ward, so true. Imagine, Chelsea, how you will feel when another human being expresses to you the gratitude that they feel to get into the space that you're in right now. Definitely sacred space. To me, that is the soul cleansing of the violence you've experienced. It's not required. Do not misconstrue what I'm saying is that until you've experienced that, are you less than? No, 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 no. Every time someone gets into that sacred space and they share with me soul, because of these steps that I've taken, because of the hand that you've held through those steps, I'm now in that space. I can think of no other precious gift I could receive. That gift will never rust. That gift cannot be stolen. The gift will never go out of style. It will always be in fashion. It will always fit. It will always be the right size. It takes up zero space in my bag when I pack it to go to another location. It has no weight to it at all. I I need not lug it around. How many gifts have those characteristics? (laughs) (laughs) Very true. (laughs) Marsha, I think something... As a business builder, I'm curious what big shift that these, these last few chapters have had for you when it comes to dealing with whether it's your team or just other business clients. Just the other day, I had to experience a moment with a student that has always been difficult. <laughs> it really made me take a look at myself. This past couple of days through the chat that I was reading back and forth between us. And it really opened my eyes to a few things. I think I was 
a little bit out of balance after that chat. And I went to sleep, and it was like I realized in the morning when I woke up how my subconscious mind had really given me an answer. We had not finished our conversation yet. I was kind of going back and forth between how do I answer him? I woke up and I had so much more clarity. Through this process that I've been going through, I've had people come up to me on Facebook and really they're kind of curious. Like they'll pop in and go, hi, what are you up to? They are noticing, they are listening to some of the classes. So I'm excited because they are people that really, they're so positive, and yet I see their struggle, I feel their pain, and at the same time, it just, this whole process that I've gone through, Christina, I'm so grateful because I'm becoming more aware of who I am attracting into my business now whom I'm attracting rather than in the past it was I would just go to anybody. And now it's completely different. It's a completely different experience that I'm having, which is wonderful. Marcia, am I hearing you correctly? What's changed for you in these last few chapters is that instead of you going out and seeking people out, people are seeking you out. Yes. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a form of mastery. True or false? True. Yeah. True. Wait for it. Wait for it. Here it comes. <laughs> I agree with what you're saying, Marsha. I totally understand what you mean. I've got two business examples. Like one is more of a, a friend, sort of mastermind buddy that I certainly think has progressed in growth as a result of, of our relationship. But recently I've come to be okay with just reiterating what you just said a few minutes ago, so allowing that person their process. As infuriating and unnerving as it is to me at times, <laughs> I have really gotten very good at picking those battles of, uh, you're so going down that path, and we've so had this discussion, and I've so told you another way of doing this that could certainly save you, but you are so addicted to and steadfast on holding on to this jacked-up way of going about business that the only way you're going to learn is to come through to that awareness on your own through experience, frustration, and pain. And I got to give you your choice to do that. But here's the interesting thing is in the past, I would have at least, and as I've been going through this journey, I would have felt the need to at least communicate to them that very thing. Now, I've just been able to be like, okay, well, yeah, and not feel the need to offer any commentary on it. Just allow them that process. That has been amazing to me. Yep, me too. Just in thinking of our upcoming call with Caregiver Lifeline and thinking about the strain of a caregiver, the stress that literally starts to kill a caregiver. In some ways, we're caregivers. 
when you think of that old adage of in my, my brother's keeper, right? And the unnecessary stress that we put on ourselves, that I put on myself when I feel the need to go and make sure somebody else learns the lesson that I learned. And we're, they may come to an awareness, and it may be completely different than mine, and it still may be successful. But that's helped me not just overload my bandwidth so that I can't continue to serve. That's one thing. And the second thing is that we have a, a mutual friend you work closely with who is very aware of our process and the principles of our process. And I've been very somewhat frustrated with their inability to see so far, their blindness to how icky feeling they leave somebody, how they, it feels like they're using me with no intention, no regard to how insulting that is and how icky that feels and how that person devalues me in feeling that they can just pop in when they want and request something of me that they should pay for and think that they can request it for free anytime that it's convenient for them, Johnny on the spot. That has been very frustrating to me. But my growth has been <laughs> that I'm able to allow them to stay on this hamster wheel that they don't even realize that I've allowed them to stay on, trying to chase me to get to do something for them. <laughs> and they don't even realize that they've been on a hamster wheel for a long time now. And I've just allowed them to be on the hamster wheel. Again, not feeling like I have to give them the lesson because literally they just haven't come to that awareness yet. I don't know if this person ever will, but still, it's not my business. And again, that's another way for me as an entrepreneur not to pile onto my bandwidth so that I can't serve others. They enjoy working around. They get an entertainment out of that hamster wheel. Let them stay on the hamster wheel. <laughs> wow. So I'm hearing Christina has given her hero its gold watch. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, it's getting easier and easier. <laughs> and I'm hearing Christina get to a point to where most teachers fail, and that is allowing their students to fail, but not see them as a failure. Yeah. Not totally, because in the past, I would have been completely so put off by this person that we wouldn't have any communication. I would just ignore them. The door is still there, and I think this is a lesson that you've taught me. The door is there. These are the conditions that I can operate in this relationship, and should you decide that we can sort of meet in the middle, great. If not, it's that's fine, too. <laughs> From a business builder's perspective, which makes a more robust building? Those who actively seek out what you want and then integrate and implement based on their own successes? Or clients who are constantly challenging you, constantly testing you, constantly looking for where you're wrong so that they can be superior and show you how superior they are? That would be A for 10,000, soul. <laughs> <laughs> One of the more interesting factors as I'm learning how to be a good teacher is the moment a student challenges me, I allow that challenge to happen and I explore what that challenge is all about. And oftentimes, the result of that exploring is recognizing 
That student is deathly afraid. And to honor that fear. Yes. This question that we're having right now is something that I am experiencing right now with one of my students. That subconscious mind was working and I also looked at myself in the mirror. And I was okay with everything. He's a teacher. He's one of my teachers. Through all my experiences that I'm having, it's amazing what I'm going through and what I'm seeing about myself and the fact that I'm aware to it, I can change it. I can do anything. That's how I feel. Well put. Once I become aware of it, I can change it. Cycle complete. We end our journey where we began. Choice. Love it. Me too. Who knew choice was so profound? (laughs) (laughs) So true. As anyone proceeds through these steps, I know the shifts that are happening inside will cause ripples that may take decades to actually go, oh, well, would you look at that? (laughs) (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Who knew? (laughs) I have no doubts that as we come close to wrapping up our journey, our journey's not done by any illusion of the imagination. True? Very true. I will conclude our journey with this, with a reminder that awareness, gentle, compassionate awareness, a constant breath in, breath out, breath in, breath out. Even though I might become aware of something and my old habits may want to pounce on it the second it's aware of it. Now through the gift of choice, I go, oh, well, would you look at that? In that nice. (laughs) (laughs) All right, class is wrapping up. What did you think about this whole discussion around gratitude? We can actually conclude our year-long journey with Pay Me What I'm Worth with a topic of genuine gratitude. This is like the icing on the cake. To get involved in upcoming classes with Christina, be sure you call 423 737-5809. Again, 423-737-5809. Ask her when her next classes will be so that you can get started on your journey to regain balance between receiving and giving. Aloha! Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.